Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Community Is Our Middle Name podcast, and it's brought to you by Grampians Community Health. My name is Gareth Oliver. Thanks for tuning in. This week, I'm talking with Karen Watson, who is the Manager of Community and In-Home Assist here at GCH. We're talking about carers, and when we're talking about carers, as we'll talk a little bit about in the podcast, you'll hear us explain this, we're not necessarily talking about people doing a paid caring role. We're talking about the unpaid carers, and there are a lot of unpaid carers in our community, well, not just in our communities, right across the country, really, who are looking after after loved ones or you know, even friends in some cases, and they're putting in all this unpaid work. We're talking about what they can actually get from us, what services they might be able to get, because there are a lot of services available that people may not necessarily know about. We also talk a little bit about Karen's experience, not just working in this sector, but as a carer herself. So as you'll hear in the podcast, Karen's been a carer for her husband for the past six years. Some really interesting stuff in this one. I hope you enjoy it. This is the Community as Amateur Name podcast brought to you by Grandfins Community Health for you, your family, and of course, for our community. This week on the Community Is Amateur Name podcast, I'm joined by Karen Watson, who is the Manager for Community and In-Home Assist, and we're talking about carers. Karen, thanks for coming on the show, first of all. Thank you, Gareth, for inviting me. Absolute pleasure. When people hear the word carers, especially in relation to Grandpa's Community Health, they, they may not necessarily know what the role actually is, what, what being a carer actually is, because... You know, you, you've you've got kids and grandkids. I've got kids, and I guess we're all carers. But in the way the Grandkids Community Health works with carers, what's what sort of people do we work with in that sense? I think you're cor- correcting saying people probably don't understand what um, Grandkids Community Health talk about when they talk about carers, Gareth. Um, and I think it's not just with Grandkids Community Health; it's anywhere. People think of a carer as somebody that's a paid carer, someone that's coming in to give you a shower or someone that's coming in to do your home care. But we look after the unpaid carers, the carers of husbands and wives that look after people that are aged care, frail aged, disability, dementia, mental health issues. They're the sort of carers that we're targeting, carers that looking after somebody in their own home to keep them in the community. But in looking after the carers, we also have to encourage the carers to look after themselves. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, that gets forgotten about a bit. Uh, before we talk a bit more about the carers, Karen, we'll have a quick chat about yourself. So how did you get into this role and how long have you been at, at GCH and, and what got you to the position of uh, the manager of the community and in-home assist? So um, my background is in nursing. Uh, I nursed for 22 years and never thought I'd ever do anything different than nursing. And then one day there was an ad for a one-day dementia-specific worker at Grampings Community Health. And I had a uni colleague at the time working for Care Respite and she encouraged me to apply. So I did apply because I wanted somebody with some dementia experience, not me having dementia, but experiencing working with people with dementia. 
And that one day was a pilot role and it turned into more hours. So as those hours picked up, I started cutting back my nursing hours and then my role became full-time. So I started out as a carer support worker working with Care Respite and Support Services back in 2000. And then after about roughly five years of working as a care support worker, I crossed over into case management where I become team leader and worked up from there to manager. So I've um, been there, this is my 22nd year now, working for Grampings Community Health. I've worked with carers all that time. And in the last six years, I've actually become a full-time carer myself to my husband who has motor neurone disease. How was that? How's your, your background working uh, in the carer field, Karen? How has that helped, do you think, um, working with your husband? I or, think for yeah. me personally, um, working as a nurse has probably helped me, plus being a wife, mother and now grandmother. It all, it all helps in your caring role. I won't say that it's easy. There are a lot of bumpy roads ahead and there have been a lot of bumpy roads. Um, there's a lot of stress involved. There's a lot of times when you feel you want to walk out the door and just leave it all behind, but you know that you can't because that's the person you love and you want to be there to look after them. So I think it's... Um, it's been a bit of a personal journey for me, especially the last six years. And then I always listen to myself, like I know I don't take enough breaks and do the things that I should be doing to look after myself, but I'm always preaching that to our carers. And it's interesting, I've run across a couple of carers from well, probably 10, 15 years ago. They don't in a caring role now, but they still speak to me in the street they know my situation and they say, now remember what you always used to say to us, take time out. That, that's, uh, that lived experience that you currently have I, I think would be invaluable when people are perhaps coming to Grampians Community Health looking for that carer support. So across across the, our regions that we, we cover, Karen, and uh, as anyone who listens regularly know, uh, knows, we do cover a fair chunk of Western Victoria, Grampians Community Health. What's the demand like for carer services from, say, our rural city across uh, across to the border and up into the, to the Wimmera Mallee? So I think that one of the reasons for um, having you invite me along today was to actually promote our carer funding, Gareth, because I think a couple of years ago when the Carer Gateway opened up, which was Commonwealth-funded carer funding, when that actually opened up, the smaller places like us, the more rural, remote I don't think carers are aware that we still have state funding to look after them. So Grampians Community Health has state funding which covers Ararat, Pyrenees Shire and Northern Grampians Shire, but we also have some mental health funding for carers of people that have anxiety or have mental health issues or depression, anything like that, and they don't have to be diagnosed. So that funding, that specific funding too, that covers up around the Wimmera and that as well. So we do cover a fair bit. At the moment, I guess due to COVID, the one-on-one, there hasn't been a lot asked, but it's a lot asked financially to assist carers in getting to appointments and accommodation for staying down for those appointments, things like that. But now we're actually um, 
as as we're saying, coming out of COVID. So now we're trying to, you know, get back on our feet and really target our carers to say, you know, you've been locked away, you you, you need help, you, you need this respite, you need to look after yourselves, you need to give yourselves a break. And if you don't want to go away by yourself, you can go away with friends or go away with the person that you care for and we can put in extra respite. There are so many different ways and avenues that we can assist the carers. How do you think that message has gotten across to the community, Karen? Do you think it's something that perhaps needs to be better articulated to people? Do you think there's a, a bit of a lack of uptake of carer support? Yeah, I, I, I think there is that. I'm not sure how to sort of put my finger to it to say why, but I think with more promotion and more education for carers, we can get it back out back out there. Yeah. I mean, some carers don't want to even leave their homes, Gareth, and that's okay. There are things that we can do to put help in to the home, even if it's something like they want to get out and do their garden, but they're worried about, you know, their partner being in, in the house alone because they might need to have a drink or they might need to walk to the bathroom. We can put someone in there to help sit with them while the carer can go out and enjoy their gardening or go to the movies or go out for dinner just have that bit of normality back in your life, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Now, we recently had our over-40s football and netball game, and that raised a lot of money for carers of young people um, suffering with alcohol and other drug addictions. Do you think that carers of, of those sort of young people who, who are having those issues with AOD are as willing to come forward and accept help as perhaps people who are caring for someone who's an elderly um, family member, for example? Gareth, I think those young people don't see themselves as carers. You know, there's um, we need to get back into the schools and promote this a bit more to the young people as well because they're, they're some of the carers that don't see themselves as carers. They just think that that's their life and that's, that's what they have to do at home. You know, mum's sick, you, they just have to help with everything else, but they don't see themselves as a carer. And there's plenty of things out there for them. Again, there's education, there's assisting these people to stay engaged at school. Because some of these young kids aren't staying engaged at school and, and some of it is because of their mental health problems or the, their AOD problems. Um, but if we can help them stay engaged at school by assisting with um, paying their school fees or their uniforms or buying their books, paying for school camps, putting respite in the home so that they feel safe enough to go to school and everything's okay at home, then, you know, they're the sort of things that we can look at offering them. But it's being able to make contact with those young carers to see that they're no different than any other carer. Yeah, it's a great point you raised because when people think of carers, they don't generally think of younger people. And and we, we know, I mean, you and I both personally know people who have been young carers uh, and it's not something that, that people think of. They sort of think of, you know, looking after an older person, looking after a disabled child or even someone sort of, you know, going to age myself a bit, middle-aged like myself, looking after their older parents. Um, but it's a, it's a really good point. And I think uh, getting that message out to them is, is really important. Do we see older people coming forward, though? We, do we think we see enough people coming and knocking on our doors and saying, look, I've, I've got a son or daughter with a disability or... Or, you know, I'm looking after my, my elderly parents. How can you help? Do you think that's, that's happening enough? Not, en- not enough, Gareth. No. No. Again, you know, you, you can turn it around the other way with the older people. I think with our, 
our generation, we're going to be fine. We're, we're going to identify those things, but um, no disrespect to our older generation. But theirs, theirs is to, you know, they live by their marriage vows. They're there to look after that person. That's their job. It's no one else's job. I have, um, I have a elderly neighbour who's a carer, and as much as I can talk over the fence to my neighbour and, you know, encourage that person to have extra help, it's, oh, we're okay, Karen. You know, that's all right. Thank you for that. You know, it's it's like it's something they have to do and they can't reach out for that help. And sometimes it's not until the crunch comes that they need it and then once they get a taste of it, they're okay with saying, oh, okay, yes, you did help me last time. Is it okay if I do this this time? Yeah, it's a real generational thing, isn't it? The older generation are far more uh, stoic and less less likely to ask for help and not necessarily because, you know, they don't want the help. It's because they probably feel that, they don't want to be a burden on people. I can I can probably um, talk about my father in this respect too, because um, he, when he moved back to when he came to stall, which was long after me, he had recently been widowed, and when he moved here, he and I can speak about him because he's since passed away, as has his partner, his wife, and. Um, Dadding the latter years uh, become a carer to his wife and me, even in the role that I am in, I could never get it past Dad that it was okay to get him help. It was okay to ask for someone to come and help put his wife to bed. It was okay to ask for someone to come and help get her up. If she fell on the floor, it's okay to ring an ambulance, but Dad would do it himself and then I'd find out about it the next day. And it's okay, love. You know, I can do it. Why bother other people? It's our business. So. Yeah, until something happens to the other person and they require an ambulance because they're on the floor because they've done their back trying to lift somebody yeah. up or something. Well, the yes. sad thing is it, it switched around for Dad and Dad was the one that passed away first. So. Mm. Oh, okay. yeah, okay. That's, that's sad. Um, but yes, I've got a family member who was like that for a long time as well, who refused to accept help with their uh, disabled son. And I'll be right to lift him in and out of the car when he's 20 years old. Um, yeah, not not perfect, but and we could do a whole other podcast on that, I think. So Karen, we talked a bit about the, the in-home respite and things like that. I know GCH also done carers getaways and, and retreats. Can you talk a little bit about a little bit about those? We have done carer getaways and retreats, and at the moment we're about to send out an expression of interest. To, we're looking at running a retreat, just an overnighter over at Bendigo for the Elvis exhibition that's on over in Bendigo. We just thought that would reach out to a whole different variety of age group. So we're looking at that at the moment, but we've, we've done those in the past, and, and they have been very popular and you can, we can offer them, usually offer them to just the carer or we can offer to the carer and the recipient. And sometimes we've run retreats and some of them are being educational where they've both gone. The carer will go and have education sessions while we have put paid carers in to look after the recipients and then they'd go off and do some fun things. And then we'd have a day where there'd be no education and the carer can go off and do the fun things. So those sort of things work. Um, we recently had to cancel one because we didn't get too many takers. Um, but I think, again, that's the whole thing about people coming back out of COVID at the moment. 
We've also rung Ming as carers gatherings because Ming are some of those hidden carers that don't like to talk about it, you know, and especially when you get the old farmers because it's their business and no one else's business. And again, no disrespect to old farmers. But the men's carers gatherings used to really work great. We used to have um, some people from Melbourne come up, a husband and wife that ran it. The wife was the only female member in those gatherings and they had the stick where you held the stick and no one spoke unless they had the stick. So it helped men open up. And we used to get some fabulous feedback from that. And I was going through some old things the other day thinking it'd be really good to bring something like that back as well, you know, for the, for the men out there. Uh, young carers trips, if we have enough young carers, they used to be able to go away to Melbourne or wherever they wanted to go, they'd feedback and that can be arranged. Support groups, we've assisted support groups in the area. I've got one um, disability carer support group at the moment looking at having a weekend away and a, a pampering day so I've left it to them to have a look and see who wants to go and what they want to do and they'll get back to us. So that's fantastic work. that stuff isn't it that's that's so good that these people are getting something um, after giving so much. Yes it is it is yeah, yeah. and yeah. I mean nothing's off the table you, you know you can you can say no to some things if it's really outside the square, but you really try and look outside the square to accommodate everybody as well. And, you know, because not everything fits in a box, but of course we have guidelines we have to follow, but you can be very flexible in the way you do that as well. It, it all sounds, sounds really good. And I, I know um, that there was a carer's trip to Hall's Gap last year that went pretty well in between the lockdowns, of course. Um, and, if anyone wants to go back on our Facebook page, I'll be able to see some of the photos of that. Karen, we might take a really, really short break, and then we might talk about how people actually apply to GCH to become a carer. So um, stick sure. around. Community is our middle name podcast is proudly brought to you by Grampians Community Health. Grampians Community Health offers a wide range of services across Western Victoria, servicing the following local government areas, Northern Grampian Shire Council, Arrow Rural City, Horsham Rural City, Pyrenees Shire, West Wimmera Shire, Hindmarsh Shire, Yarriambiak Shire, Central Goldfield Shire, Southern Grampian Shire and Bullock Shire Council. Services available from Grampians Community Health include alcohol and other drug support, carer support, community aged care and disability support, including NDIS support coordination and plan management, counselling across a wide range of sectors, including journalist counselling, gamblers help, community mental health support, and much, much more. For more information, go to our website, gch.org.au, or give us a call Monday to Friday, business hours on 53587400. Grampians Community Health is proud to bring you the Community is Amateur Name podcast, and we're also proud to be here for you, for your family, and of course for our community. Welcome back. Karen Watson is with me this week, and Karen is the manager community and in-home assist here at Grampians Community Health. We're talking about carers and Karen, as she mentioned in the first half of the show, is a carer herself and has worked in the carer field for 
20 odd years now. So, uh, wealth of experience, Karen. For anyone who is listening and is not currently receiving any support and they're a carer, be it a young carer or an older carer, what's the best way for them if they're looking for some support to, to go about it? Do they come directly to Grandkids Community Health or can they go via Carers Gateway? Is it uh, either or? Well, because of our funding, like I stated earlier, our funding is state-funded, and so we are more than happy and would prefer our carers to either pick up the phone and ring intake at Grampians Community Health or just walk in the door to ask to be referred. Um, they, they can go through the Carer Gateway if that's easy for them. They just have to let the Carer Gateway know what area they're living and then the Carer Gateway connects them to us. So, but um, the more direct the referral, the better it is. Yep. So that person walks through uh, walks through the front doors up there in Patrick Street and and you know explains the situation. What's the process like then for that person once once they've made the initial decision and made the initial contact with with us? Okay. So whether they walk through the front door or they ring up, they speak to our intake worker. Our intake worker take down their basic information and basic, as, as in, you know, their name, date of birth, where they live, um, who they care for, that person's age as well, what they can and can't do, what they're looking for. So they are they looking for um, just some financial assistance and that could just be to get to an appointment or or um, something like that, or are they looking for some short-term case management? Because we also offer short-term case management. So there's, there's two sides of it. There's your short-term case management, or there is just the brokerage side. And the brokerage is usually some people know exactly what they want when they come or make a phone call. They might just all have some time out and have a massage, or like I said, if they need to get to appointments, need accommodation vouchers or travel vouchers. Um, or they might just want to go to the cinema. So things like that are, are purchases, so we call that brokerage. But some people don't know what they're after or, or what direction they need to be headed. So that's when they have short-term case management where the coordinator sits down and works out a plan with them, um, seeks out the services that they might be looking for, sends the referrals for the people that they might need referring. So, for instance, you might have a... Aging carer that has never had any um, support, uh, and it's getting to the point where they do need it, but have never asked. So they may need a referral for the person they care for to my aged care. So that would be a referral to the ACAS assessment people to assess for a home care package. So they're the things that we do as well. So when you say short-term case management, is there a maximum time limit on that? We, we, try, we try and say three months, but being a carer isn't, um, it's not the same every day. Some days are good, some days aren't so good. So you might do some short-term case management with somebody and everything's going along and then you can, you know, um, withdraw them and knowing that they can, letting them know they can come back in case something else happens down the track. But then you have others where everything's going along smoothly, but then something happens and every everything everything goes everywhere, you know. So then they need more help. So it just depends. You can't. Some carers used to say, "Oh, but why are you, why are you closing me? Because I'm still a carer." 
And yes, we understand that you're a carer, but we're there in the short term to give you this break, give you this assistance, and then you might go along okay for a while and then need help again, so then you'd re-refer back. So do you think that's that's something that people don't necessarily understand, is that when they hear the word closed, they think that's it, Um, you know, game over. But it's not. It's just closed temporarily. If you need to come back, you can, but if you don't, then that's even better. Yeah, and it's what we call another episode of care. So. Okay. I haven't actually... I don't know if I've heard that expression before. That's a good one. Um, Karen, what have been some of the, the most positive outcomes you've seen or that you've heard of in your time as a carer uh, that, that yourself or any of the other uh, workers in the, the carers area at GCH have, have sort of been able to get for the people they're supporting? Oh, gee, you put me on the spot a bit there. have to rattle my head. I, I, I think one of the one of the most positive is... Just to start with, a positive thing is just to see a carer walk through the door or, or pick that phone up, you know, to make to make that call. Um, it's it's always hard. It doesn't matter whether you are a carer or whether you're um, somebody dealing with mental health or drug and alcohol issues. Sometimes it's it's just that being able to pick the phone up and talk to somebody at the other end. That's the most positive and important thing to do. I think it's great that we've. We've been able to help carers that have been really passionate about wanting to keep the person they care for at home. So that's their, their really good outcomes. We've helped keep young carers at school, like one carer never used to go to school because mum always didn't feel very well and used to spend the morning in bed. So the young carer would do the housework and things like that. And so... In the end, we put somebody in to help do those things so the young carer could go to school because that was, they were her only social supports that she had was to be able to attend school, um, and be with her friends. So that, that's just, that's just a couple off the top of my head. Like, as I was saying in the break with you, the men as carers gatherings were amazing because men don't always want to talk or talk about themselves or, or what's going on behind their doors, but you get a group of men together and once they start chatting, a whole load of stuff comes out, so they're they're good things as well. Yeah, I think so too, and I, I think just the carer stuff in general is is positive when you can help someone have even if it's two hours of normality in their week. To me, that's a, that's a win, not just for the for the uh, the person and the the person they're caring for, but also for the the staff who are providing that care because yeah. it's a it's a pretty um be pretty intense job, I think, for the the staff going in as well. Yeah, even just a cup of chat and to get a laugh out of them, you know, that's that's an important thing as well. Um, yeah. I've I've recently reconnected with a lady who I have assisted in the past as a carer. Um, GCH has assisted her husband on a linkages package, and now they're in the NDIS world, and physically his health has deteriorated which has sort of led to her being more socially isolated at home because she's had to do a whole lot more again. But now with NDIS, they're getting the help in the home that they need for him and she's starting to get some time back to herself. So she rang me up and said, is it all right if I come around and visit you and stand one day? 
I said, of course it is, because she actually used to work with my husband quite a few years ago and um, knows him quite well. So she come around one morning and had a good chat, and it, it was just nice to see, yeah. That's lovely. That's a, that's a long-term connection that, that's been made. That's uh, excellent. And you, you mentioned as well people also um, might be coming in and the carers themselves are dealing with mental health uh, issues, for example. If they come in to, to GCH and they, they start doing some stuff in the carers, we can then help them to, to, uh, to find mental health support, can't we? That's correct. Yes, yep. That's, um, we can help. That's part of our short-term case management where we can look at what referrals they need referring to, what assistance they need. Some people come in that have, um, we have helped people that have needed to have assessments done that don't necessarily get covered under Medicare. And so for their health and well-being and needing the outcome of those assessments, we've assisted with that as well. So, yeah, and um, we do have quite a bit of mental health funding at the moment that we need to spend before the end of the financial year as well. Yeah, and that's a holistic sort of stuff, isn't it, which which sort of ties into the to the whole, you know, our communities are at the heart of, of what we do at Grampians Community Health. Karen, before we um, we put a bow on this episode, uh, is there any one final message that you'd like to get across to, to anyone out there listening who uh, is thinking about getting some assistance? I think don't be shy. Don't keep thinking about it. Just pick up the phone or walk through our doors. We're always here for our community. Absolutely. And uh, 53587400 is the phone number. Ask to speak to intake and then they can get the ball rolling from there. Karen, um, thank you very much for giving up some time. I really appreciate you coming on the Communities of Middle Name podcast this week. Thanks for having me, Gareth. Once again, I'd just like to say thank you to Karen for coming on and having a chat about carers and about the role of carers, and even talking a little bit about her experience as a carer as well. So as you heard in the, in the podcast, if you are looking for support, uh, it can be something small, it can be something something bigger, uh, give us a call, 53587400, or go to a, one of our offices in Ararat, Stall or Horsham, and speak to someone who can get you to intake and they will point you in the right direction because uh, there is support out there for unpaid carers and hopefully, hopefully anyone listening to this podcast who isn't receiving any but could use some support might take up the offer and and get a bit of help dealing with what is a tough job, what is a tough job caring for our, our, our loved ones. Now, before I get into the outro, first of all, I'd just like to say thank you to everyone who has listened and downloaded to this podcast, we crossed the 1,000 download mark uh, over the last weekend. So thank you to everyone for, for tuning in. Thank you to people who've listened and who've shared it. We really appreciate the support and we hope you're getting something out of the podcast and we hope that uh, they're able to help our communities out as well. Uh, not just our communities, it's the podcast is, is listened to in um, every state in Australia and, and in a, a number of countries overseas, such as uh, the US, Ireland, India, England, uh, 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 lots of other different places. It's 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 amazing, and I guess it goes to show that some of the stuff that we've talked about, such as such as as being a carer or such as uh, addiction or uh, even mental health, they don't have borders. They're universal, and everyone 
everyone can put their hand up for help at some stage. Of course, this program is brought to you by Grampians Community Health, and Grampians Community Health offers a wide range of services across Western Victoria. Go to our website, gch.org.au, for more information on the areas we cover and the services that we provide, or give us a call Monday to Friday, 9 to 5, 5358-7400. And as I mentioned just before, we have offices in Stall, Horsham, and Ararat. You can also follow us on social media, facebook.com slash Grampians Community Health is our Facebook page, or you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at GCH Grampians is the handle there if you want to search us up, or just search Grampians Community Health and we'll pop up as well. You can listen to and subscribe to this podcast, and I highly recommend doing so, on uh, Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Podbean iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Deezer, anywhere that you can find good podcasts, you'll find Community is Amateur Name as well. The intro and outro music is an original composition performed by Andrew Parsons, and we use that with his permission, so thank you again, Andrew, for that. Of course, this podcast was recorded and produced on the traditional lands of the Jabwarong people, and we'd like to pay our respects to all elders, past, present, and emerging my name's Gareth Olver. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Community's Eminent Name podcast. It's Easter time, so I hope you guys have a happy Easter, and most importantly, a safe Easter. It's very busy around this part of the world at Easter. Lots of people on the road, so if you are traveling, please be safe and uh, come back and join us for the next episode of the Community is Eminent Name podcast, proudly brought to you by Grampians Community Health for you, your family, and our community. So have a great Easter, and I'll talk to you again very shortly. So long.